Hey everybody, you're listening to Very Decent Chats, your weekly podcast with educational, inspirational, and hopefully entertaining content about life hacks, relationships, spirituality, leadership, theology, comedy, uh, communication skills, creativity. <laughs> it's really about everything I find interesting and worth discussing. I'm really glad you could join me. My name is Andy Glowacki. I am your host. Let's dive in to this week's episode. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to Very Decent Chats. Thanks for joining me again on this week's episode. This week is slightly different. I don't have a guest with me, so uh, instead of a Very Decent Chat, it'll just be me talking about stuff and uh, hoping that what I'm going to say is going to be helpful, educational, and somewhat inspiring, perhaps, or uh, just thought-provoking, or, or I don't know, just interesting enough maybe to make you think about it and even share this podcast with someone you know. Anyway, I'm just going to start speaking and we'll see what happens. Let's hope it's a good one. Okay, so I just want to talk to you about listening skills and 12 very common obstacles to effective listening. Now, this is something that I've been learning about in my counseling and psychotherapy course. But it's definitely not something that is just helpful for counselors or therapists or people that just need their skills, uh, the listening skills to be excellent due to their work or, or whatever. I think those skills are extremely useful and, and knowing about those 12 common obstacles to effective listening can definitely help you become a better conversationalist. So let's have a look at those 12 obstacles. And as we are going through this list, I wonder if you can relate to any of those 12. Have a think, uh, stay alert and focused, and um, let's see if there is anything that stands out for you. The first obstacle to effective listening, uh, the first thing that blocks the effectiveness of our listening, is this idea of comparing. So imagine you are having a conversation with a friend who is maybe uh, doing it tough, and they are telling you their story, maybe describing their struggle, and you are listening. But instead of just paying attention to the story, you begin to compare yourself and your experiences to your friends' experiences and their story. So you are listening, but you're listening with intent to assess who has it tougher or who, who is smarter or who has more stuff or whatever it may be, right? Have you ever done that? Your friend is telling you about their experiences, maybe about university and you know how difficult it is these days to study or, or whatever. And your brain just goes, yeah, right. They think it's hard for them. When I was studying, I had to work full time and I had to study full time. And then I had to look after my parents and, and this and that. When comparing happens, we stop listening to the other person and we begin our own internal conversation by which we sort of critique what we've just heard and automatically virtually prevent ourselves from really hearing and understanding what the other person is saying to us. Not to mention the fact that comparing is the enemy of empathy, right? It is very difficult to empathize with someone if we are entirely focusing on ourselves. So to be a great empathetic listener and a good conversationalist, it is important to be aware of this tendency for comparison, which we all have, by the way. It's not like people are immune to this. I promise you that if you think hard enough, you will be able to identify situations in which you are not fully listening to someone, but rather comparing and assessing. 
So next time you are in a conversation with someone, uh, listening to this story, try and listen and try and notice if you're comparing. And if you are, then stop. <laughs> it's not helpful. And you are probably missing out on a really good story. The second obstacle to effective listening is mind reading. Mind reading is about making assumptions and generally just distrusting uh, the narrative that we are hearing. So it's basically about questioning someone's thoughts and feelings as they tell you their story. A good example of this for me and one that I come across all the time as I speak with other people about this is an example of a conversation between a couple or, or a married couple where one side is not listening intently but just almost developing their own narrative as to what their partner is saying or, or feeling. And so the desirable, intentional listening gets hijacked by predictions, guesses, and interpretations created in our own mind. Uh, and in the end, this mind reading only adds to the potentially already existing conflict, because the other side, the other person, usually feels misunderstood and, and frustrated. So a good way to overcome this is to simply recognize whether we, uh, we have a tendency for mind reading. And then a good strategy to improve our listening skills and our communication is paraphrasing. So next time you are listening to someone and you recognize that maybe you just did some mind reading, try and paraphrase to them what you've just heard. Now, you have to do this out loud, obviously, because the whole point is to allow your conversation partner to verify whether what you are hearing is actually what they are saying to you. So just stop the conversation and say, Hey, sorry, let me just check if I'm hearing you correctly. And then paraphrase what you think you heard. I find this to be a really effective technique, especially in marriage counseling, or just overall communication in marriage, or any relationship really. So give it a try next time you catch yourself mind reading. Number three on our list of obstacles to effective listening is rehearsing. And this one is really close to home for me. Rehearsing is what I identify as probably one of the biggest obstacles in my listening. So what's rehearsing about? Well, it's essentially about constantly trying to construct a response to what the other person is saying. Which means that if we are rehearsing, we are not really listening, but rather we are thinking about what to say next in response to what the other person is saying to us. You know, just in case they ask about our thoughts or opinions about what they've just said. So it's a really weird one. It's a strange obstacle. And I think it comes from some sort of, I don't know, conversational overthinking or a fear of inadequacy or maybe just inability to think quickly on our feet. I find that people who struggle with perfectionism, and I'm definitely one of those people, will often identify rehearsing as the main obstacle to effective listening for them. Perfectionists usually don't like to improvise or uh, be put on the spot, they find it difficult not to prepare and rehearse. And so they just do everything they can to make sure that what they produce is, well, perfect. But the funny thing about conversations is that more often than not, we don't know when the conversation will happen or what the topic is going to be. And even if we do know that, uh, for example, hmm, I don't know, you might uh, have a job interview that you know of that's coming up. And you might even know the questions for a job interview ahead of time. 
there is still significant unpredictability about all of this, right? Simply because the event just hasn't happened yet. And unfortunately, we can't jump into our DeLorean and go back to the future to see how everything plays out. So it's very, very hard to rehearse and prepare for this because there is just no time. And uh, people who identify rehearsing as their main obstacle to effective listening make every effort to find the necessary time. Unfortunately for them, this time happens to be during the very conversation they're having with someone else. And so they focus a lot of their energy on, on rehearsing and creating responses in their mind to ensure high quality of the conversation. But by doing so, they actually paradoxically significantly reduce their ability to meaningfully engage with the other person because instead of really listening and potentially uh, picking up on certain nuances or interesting details or intriguing information, they are too busy focusing on the brilliance of their own responses and thoughts. When you think about it, rehearsing is just using someone else's words and sentences as a springboard for an internal conversation with yourself. And I think the inherent driving force behind this is just the fear of being inadequate. And on the flip side of this, it's also a strong desire for being perceived as an expert or just overall an intelligent, interesting person. So if you are like me and rehearsing is something that you identify as an obstacle to effective listening, let me just encourage you to chill. Seriously relax. Don't be so obsessed with always knowing exactly what to say. You are human. Remember that. You don't always need to be perfect. It's also okay to say less sometimes. Listen more, speak less. Those who speak less usually learn more. And if you really, really, really struggle with this, then practice, practice, practice. Practice listening and developing your thoughts after you listen to someone else, not when they're speaking to you. Try and have more conversations, more face-to-face -face conversations. The more you practice, the better you'll become. All right, number four on our list of the obstacles to effective listening is this concept of filtering. Filtering is all about listening to only assess certain information. For example, listening to assess whether the other person is angry or upset or, or listening for information that might impact you personally. Filtering means that we will often filter anything that is critical, negative or threatening. So again, by filtering, we're not really listening to the entire narrative presented to us in the conversation with the other person. We are just selectively focusing on certain aspects of the conversation. It's the basic complaint from any sitcom that has a married couple in it, right? You only hear what you want to hear, Jeffrey. You just don't understand me. That kind of thing, right? I do this sometimes with my mom. Sorry, mom, if you're listening to this. I love you, but I'll often just listen for specific information instead of being fully present in the conversation. Okay, what are we up to now? Number five, I think. Judging. Judging as the obstacle to effective listening. I think we have all done this. We are all guilty of this for sure. Judging the other person. That is, judging whether their narrative is worth listening to and, and making moral judgments about the content of their story. Have you ever done that? Of course you have. <laughs> we all have. How many times have you said to yourself while listening to someone, oh my goodness, this person is so boring. 
or oh my goodness, I completely don't care about what this person is saying to me. Why am I even here, <laughs> right? Like, imagine you couldn't care less about clowns. <laughs> Most of us probably don't need to even imagine that. But imagine you don't care about clowns at all. Maybe you're afraid of them or something like that. And you meet someone who is a specialist in the history of clowns. I don't know, someone who has a degree in arts or a PhD in clownology or something like that. And they tell you all the facts about the different kinds of clowns and, and so on. You're going to hate it. And you're going to judge them, right? There's just no way around this. This is obviously an extreme example. But, you know, things like this can happen. But uh, a more serious example could be uh, let's just say that you are having a conversation with someone who had an abortion and they are telling you about it and they are telling you their story and reasons for what they did and, and, and so on. But you have a very strong moral conviction about this. Let's say you are against abortion. Let's say you are alive today only because you actually survived an abortion attempt. Or maybe your mother was considering abortion but decided not to go through with it or that kind of thing. And you think it's a terrible decision for someone to have an abortion. And so you are listening to that person's story and instead of just suspending all their opinions in order to fully grasp the depth of that person's story, you start to judge them in your mind. Oh, I can't believe she did that. That's horrible. She has no sense of morality. That kind of thing. In this case, judging will be a serious obstacle to effective listening because you've already given your verdict without even hearing the case. And not every case is the same. So do all you can not to judge. You'll make you a better person and obviously a better, more compassionate listener. The next obstacle to effective listening is dreaming. And just like rehearsing, Dreaming is one of those listening obstacles that I struggle with a lot. Dreaming is just simply half listening, but also allowing your mind to wander for extended periods of time. And sometimes it's just a chain reaction to someone's comments. I bet most of you experience this on a regular basis. Someone is telling you a story and they say, uh, you know, they let's say they mention a coffee shop that you've been to once or twice or something like that, and before you know it, you stop listening and start thinking about that coffee shop. And then you suddenly remember that you are actually catching up with your friend in the same coffee shop tomorrow. What a coincidence. And then you start thinking about coincidences and how weird they can be, which reminds you of that time when you saw someone a second after you texted them in that same coffee shop. What are the odds? <laughs> and on it goes, right? Now you've completely stopped listening to that person that you're having a conversation with, and now it's just all about your thoughts. You are basically daydreaming. It happens to me all the time. I just get distracted by my own thoughts. Does that ever happen to you? I feel like my brain is always um, analyzing stuff, you know, always coming up with associations and reflections. And it's actually really, really hard to stop this. It's a seriously annoying obstacle, but I'm trying to find ways to reduce it. Uh, and to be perfectly honest, it's quite difficult. I'm not sure if it's just my personality or what it is, but I always find myself dreaming. 
during my conversations. I think I'm getting better at this and now I'm, I'm definitely paying more attention to this, especially that I've been learning about this stuff uh, in my course. But when it comes to strategies for avoiding this obstacle of dreaming, I really don't have a good answer. I really don't have much to say at this stage. I think uh, it all begins with awareness. So try and identify when dreaming happens. And maybe try some, some exercises. Maybe try to practice staying focused. But honestly, I don't have much to say here. As you can tell, I'm still wrestling with this one big time. All right. I know I promised you 12 obstacles, but I think we're going to have to pause here and just let all of that sink in. Uh, we've done six, so that's halfway there. That's pretty good. I'm going to try and record part two of this episode next week and then hopefully it will come out sometime this month. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, let me know if you identified any of the obstacles as something that prevents you from effective listening. And please share uh, your thoughts on this, especially if you have any helpful strategies to deal with those obstacles and become a better listener. Let me know in the comments on social media or send me a message. I think you can even record a message on the website and, and send me a message that way. So make sure you can uh, make sure you uh, make use of that if, if you know how to do this. Uh, also, if you like this show, uh, don't be shy. Review this show on iTunes and other platforms or share this episode on social media. You know the drill. Uh, yeah, I think that's it for this one. Thanks for listening, guys. My name is Andy Glowacki and as always... It's been my great pleasure to be your host for this episode. Have a great week and I'll catch you in the next episode of Very Decent Chats.